you want an insight into the minds of the industry professionals, then there's only one place to be. One place to be. The Ins and Out Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs podcast, I speak to ex-professional dancer Jeanette Holiday. Jeanette has over 15 years experience in the dance industry, from doing musical theatre to TV shows to do films and live tours. Jeanette now runs a company and is the person hiring dancers and gives us so much great advice in this episode. Uh, I can't thank her enough for coming on the show. So here is the incredible Jeanette Holiday, a.k.a. Jazzy. And we're in, motherfuckers. Hey. Hey. Sorry, so that's my disclaimer that you can say anything, you can swear, there's no rules. Oh, I yeah, love this. I know. Best disclaimer ever. I know, it's naughty. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. This is really exciting for me because, I mean, some people will know who know me, but they'll know that I did my first ever job with you. Yes, that when is I correct. When I was 18. Ooh. So that was 10 years ago. A baby. 10 years ago. He was the baby. Such a long time, right? It was. I went back to my <laughs> parents' house last week, and my nan, when I f- when we finished the same difference tour, framed like my costume, like the cardigan and the program, and like every we've all signed it. Have it's, we? It's in my bedroom. Oh my goodness! I went home and saw it, and I was like, "This is amazing!" Oh wow! And I was like, "Damn, I'm old." I know. Oh well, yes. I think it was 2009. I want to say. Oh my goodness! Was it that? Yeah. Was it that long ago? Yeah. My goodness. I mean, you never forget your first tour, do you? Well, no, I don't because I well, didn't know what I, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember everyone going, "You have you done your pre-checks?" I was like, "You what?" Yeah. Yeah. Have you checked your props and your costumes? No. No. You should do that sausage. Come okay. on, sausage. For those of you who don't know, Kane came on. We 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 nicknamed him Sausage. And sausage. There was just a few things he didn't know, so we thought, okay. More than a few. <laughs> We're going to have to talk him through this. I know. But he learned quickly. You learned very it was, quickly. It was the, well, I had good teachers. You, Pete, and Fiona, like, around oh. the best. And obviously, Glenn, for the rehearsal period, I guess. Exactly. But I'm just upset that I ended up with the nickname Sausage. I mean, because <laughs> i got sausage fingers. Like well, you, can, you can blame Glenn Ball for that yeah, one. Yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> like, how did Anthony Kay end up with Black Beauty? <laughs> and I got Sausage. <laughs> <laughs> you got jazzy and I got sausage. I know, I know. I was lucky. Ashley Walden nicknamed me Jazzy. Oh, that's good. Ashley and Brian Friedman, they were like, she's jazzy. She's jazzy. She's jazzy. Like, I'll take it. I'll take Jazzy Jan. That's a good one. It is a good one. I wonder if anyone has got a worse one than sausage. <laughs> I don't know, you know. Um, I'm sure Sean Smith has a pretty unfortunate one. Rat face, Is it probably? Dobby, everything. <laughs> Dobby. Like I feel like dick, kind of Trump. prick, everything, <laughs> anything aggressive. We Aww, call him. Oh, poor Sean. I know he's a special little rat. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that one because yeah. he'll probably get me back that's when he okay. does his yeah, podcast. He will. He'll grill me. I know he will. <laughs> but that's okay. It's love. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for coming on. It literally means the world to me. Pleasure. Um, we were briefly discussing before. The point of my podcast is to give people who want to be in this career or people who are in this career and not where they f- feel like they want to be yet okay. or people who just want a, an insight into our lives as performers. Uh-huh. So my goal is to get people that, which I feel like are worthy of giving their impressions and telling us their story. And if we can hear your story and your journey of your career and how you got to today yeah. and people can relate to it and find something that inspires them from it job done amazing so what are you up to at the moment (laughs) so um for all the listeners out there who don't know me i'm known in the industry as jazzy jazzy 
I started out in uh, West End shows. Mm -hmm. So that's where I kind of kicked off um, my career in London. And um, I'm from Australia, so I did all my training in Australia. And then came over here, started a run of West End shows. Mm -hmm. I kind of did a few back to back and really loved it. And then decided that I wanted to completely change and try something new. And I obviously wanted to be on TV. Of course. <laughs> I wanted to do what everyone was doing at the time. <laughs> Top of the Pops was huge. And um, I wanted to do that every weekend instead. So I retrained, um, went to classes, um, because obviously musical theatre is a completely different mm -hmm. kind of style to commercial dances. So um, I had a go at that for a while and then started to get my name known and, you know, um, started to be in the commercial scene. So I did a lot of TVs, I did a lot of tours, mm -hmm. um, you know, fortunate en enough to work with some great artists, do some great films, mm -hmm. do amazing adverts, all with like the best choreographers in London and America. Mm -hmm. You know, I, ha I was lucky enough to have some guest American choreographers that used to come over and do big American artists yeah. and they would cast from here, from London. And I was lucky enough to be involved in you know, quite a few of those as well. So it was it was great. So then, you know, I kind of came to the end of my dance career and I thought, well, what am I going to do? So I manage my own showgirl company now mm -hmm. called The Lola Showgirls. And I currently work um, for House of Pyramid. Oh, nice. What's that? So House of Pyramid is um, a production agency. Mm -hmm. It's run by a former dancer, James mm -hmm. Jenkins. Okay. Um, who also was an amazing contemporary dancer and mm -hmm. did loads of adverts as well. We kind of crossed paths, but not really during <laughs> our journeys. So we've kind of reconnected 10 years later and um, we've joined forces. So I work for him and it's brilliant. So we provide entertainment for um, venues all, around, all over London. You know, you can see us at Sexy Fish doing like yeah. amazing cabarets, loads of dancers. The fact that this place is called Sexy Fish is intriguing. Well, enough. there <laughs> you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we do a lot of Mayfair venues, uh -huh. a lot of venues abroad. Like upper class venues. It yeah, really like. high yeah. end. We're Mayfair, darling. Mayfair, Mayfair darling. You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's great. We get to like style our dances mm -hmm. and choose choreographers and, yeah. you know, create. So do they do like full on shows. productions? Yeah, full oh, on sick. productions. Yeah. So. Uh, it's really quite a fun fun job to do and I love casting yeah. so I'm always on the lookout for you know new talent yeah. and obviously you know we just want to keep creating jobs for everybody Which, thank you very much <laughs> that's the dream <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, you know that's that's kind of what our vibe is I was just with do. John before meeting you and we were saying oh, I yeah. feel like we feel like there's more jobs now than there ever was oh really well we were just saying that like, we mm -hmm. constantly see maybe this is because it's the social media era yeah, so this is everyone true. can broadcast what they're doing exactly so maybe we get shown it just more than we would have before 100%. but I really feel like I always see my friends working yeah it is great. Or just my friends are dope. I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? <laughs> there is that as well. Um, well, now that I am booking people to dance, it, yes, it is apparent that there is a lot more to kind of pass around, not only like in TV work, but corporate. There's mm -hmm. the corporate sector where yeah. we never danced in restaurants, really. We no, never there did was that no kind of thing. There was no scene. It was a flash mob once a year, maybe. Yeah, or a fashion show in a shopping centre. Yeah. You know, it was never like this kind of like private members club era mm -hmm. now where it's like there's all shows going on and like cabaret is also another 
genre that we kind of weren't in the scene that much, but is always great because it's constant. Uh-huh. Um, and I find, you know, there's all these venues popping up now who want a cabaret show. Yeah. And um, it's people's like little, you know, residencies that keep yeah, them going keep throughout them go- the year b- in between the big mm-hmm. ones. Stops them from having to do the regular nine to five. They can still get performance experience. This they can still it. enjoy it. This is it. You're still getting your costume on. You're still keeping your skills up. And you're still earning that kind yeah. of constant money, which is brilliant. Um, so, yeah, there's all these different kind of sections that kind of weren't really around for us. Mm. You know, this night evening work that you can keep on going that pays your bills. Yeah. You know, and I just think. I, I get asked that quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like people mesh in and even if I go and teach somewhere and someone wants to be a dancer or they're in college and they graduate and they say, what do what can I do to make money whilst not getting yeah. these jobs? That's a but, great question. But I think people only put their mind on jobs as these huge big things and don't forget that like, yeah. these are paying dance jobs that you can go and do 100%. and it doesn't just mean you're a go-go dancer no you know what I mean you're not just no. doing a bit of podium you're yeah. gonna get to learn production Routines. work with a choreographer exactly exactly get new things so that's why I feel like there's more opportunity <laughs> for work than there ever was before that's because right. our version of if you weren't doing a tour or dancing for an artist or yeah. if you're lucky a, a fashion show yeah you'd be podium dancing yeah do you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that was the only other option That's that was right. an income. Yeah. And I feel like the level of that kind of work has really upped its game. It's much classier now. It's classier, it's high end, and um, you wouldn't be ashamed to say that actually I'm performing here, or I'm performing here tonight, or I do this every week now. Um, it It is just that step up from the go-go dancer in the nightclub. But there's yeah. e- even those like jobs I used to do... Uh-huh. And, um, you know, some of my friends still do them now and they're still, you know, looked after and well paid and it keeps you going. Yeah, you, know, you can make a great living from it. You can't. You can. And, uh, you know, you just I think what you've got to realize quickly and early on is that you can't always be on tour. Yeah. You can't always be, you know, yeah. on tour. There is Which aims to be because it's a oh, great, you know, it's possible. Absolutely. But the reality but is. The reality is, you know, you've got to take the big with the small. Mm-hmm. And I think as soon as you recognize that and you know are aware of that early on yeah that it's you know and of course aim to be in those big ones yeah. every single time but those little time. ones are what prepare you for the big ones well this is the thing you know i learned all all my uh you know all the tools of the trade as they say you know yeah. i learned all those on the smaller jobs yeah well know? it was like well for me my first my first actual job was royal variety show but besides that mm-hmm. i blagged my life on that but coming <laughs> and doing the tour with you pete and fiona that was yeah. my first first experience of dance life. Do you know okay. what I mean? And being away from home for a long yeah. period of time, being uh-huh. on your own, have to look after yourself. Exactly. I didn't get any of the learning experiences from those little jobs. I didn't no. get taught any of these things at no. college. So for me, if I hadn't had you guys who were so lovely to help me and not get annoyed at me, yeah. you know, it would have been game over. Yeah. So even those smaller jobs where you're, I don't know, working for a production company which are going to go around Mayfair, say like your, yeah. your parents, Pyramid? House of Pyramid. House of Pyramid, sorry. House of Pyramid. Um, Even if it is for that, like, that's a great place for you to learn all your skills which you're going to carry over when you're touring for Little Mix. Absolutely. Because otherwise, how do you get these... Yeah, how do you get the skills, I guess? It is on the job, and and it's like what you said, you know, you were lucky enough to kind of have, you know, older dancers who showed you the way, and I just think, I hope that that is what's happening now. I hope that the people that I've taught... And that are like, oh, yeah. Jazzy, I did my first talk with you and you taught me how to preset my costume uh-huh. and I'll never forget that. Or you taught me how to invoice, you yeah. sent me the template and I didn't y- know. You told me I had to file self-employed. I was like, what? There you go. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. what's that? It's like your taxes, yeah. you've got to get on that. So uh, 
you know, it's. The, I hope the next kind of people that I taught are passing, passing it on, that on. Yeah. Because that's the only way you're going to know. It's yeah. just, you know, it's it's a tricky one because no one really teaches you that. No. They teach you how to do, you know. Five, six, seven, eight. Exactly. You can do a five, six, seven, eight, but, <laughs> you know, it's all the so other things that come along mm. with that. It's it's all the business side of it, you yeah. know, how to keep like everybody I, I, happy. I wrote, like that job with Same Difference and you guys, it, it mm. literally, it feels like, I mean, it was forever ago, but I remember it so well because it was such a huge monumental moment in my life. Do you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. oh my God, this is what I've, this is my dream yeah. uh, for the first time. Yeah. And the first taste of it, I remember doing a quick change and that we had a dresser which was helping us and mm. I was freaking out so much I wouldn't let her help me yeah. and I made it more difficult for myself and you come up to yeah. me the next night and we're going, let her help you. Yeah. That's what she's paid to do. Yeah. She will make you on stage quicker and I was yeah. like, but I dress myself and yeah. you're like, but no, this she knows the best way to do this, yeah. trust me. Yeah. I just remember, okay, stand still, don't panic. Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can make it. Sometimes you've got to just take the help there yeah. and, you know, we, uh, we learned that in the West End, I guess, sometimes the changes were so quick mm-hmm. that, you know, they were like 30 seconds, some of them, 40 seconds. And that's a whole shoe change and a costume and a wig yeah. and everything. And sometimes you've even got to choreograph your quick changes yeah. with your the dress order. <laughs> off stage yeah. so you can make it back on stage. So it is the thing where sometimes you just got to get used to people doing off your shoes, yeah. <laughs> even yeah. though you want to do it yourself. Yeah. Or, you know, doing your wig and yeah. doing your whatever. So it is, it, it's just releasing that control and going, okay, I'm part of a bigger production here. Mm-hmm. So I need to just let this run because they've done it for years. Yeah. This is how it runs and it obviously works. Yeah, they so get paid just for that. The exactly. There's a reason There's a that they paid just for that. Exactly. But I feel like you always have got to help your dresses out and make their life as well easier. Yeah. You know, because you don't have to let them clean up after you. You can hang your own costumes oh, up. You know, you'd do it at home, I hope. Uh, I hope they do it at home. Well, <laughs> I have done jobs recently <laughs> and I'm, they do not hang <laughs> up their costumes. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you that as a young dancer going in, please be nice and, and, you know, just polite to everybody, whether it be your makeup artist or your stylist or, you know, your wardrobe person. I always have just been, you know, always made sure that you've just got to be. Yeah, everyone know, has a good perception of you because exactly. they're only going to help you out. Absolutely. They're only there to help. And Absolutely. It, and if you do upset them, then they might not help you and that could work against you. Well, I mean, Brian Friedman used to, um, on the X Factor, he used to go to every department and he used to say to each department, um, so the wardrobe, so all the costumes, like how were the dancers this week? Mm-hmm. Was anybody, did anybody give you any trouble? Mm-hmm. And um, they would obviously report back to him and then he'd ask the makeup room, he'd ask the hair team, he'd ask the choreographers. Mm-hmm. So he would go to every single department and say, who was the best this week and who was the worst? Wow. And And on that, based on that feedback, what they gave him and the names they gave him, that did cost some of them a job. Yeah, that's like, who's back next week for week four. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, you know, and we just think that that's just being normal and nice to everyone and just having common sense that, yeah. you know, if you're nice to everybody, they're going to... But no, none of the dancers ever knew that. that yeah. That's what he used to do. So it's interesting that, you know, he did want to know who he was booking and what... Yeah, it wasn't And how just they were behaving. It wasn't just what you were doing on the stage. It really included everything. Yeah. You know, back of house. That's so important. Mm-hmm. And I don't think everyone knows that. Yeah. Um, you know, and the nicer you are to the camera guys, the more shots you're going to get, guys. I mean, come yeah, on. It's a fact. I learned that doing... Uh, <laughs> I, I first figured that out when we were doing... Uh, Did I tell you that? I'm sure I must yeah, have told you, you that. just always have <laughs> been nice to everyone. Don't be a cocky shit. There oh, you okay, go. I'll do that. We did um, Cheryl Cole 
uh, on Children Lead, like 2011. Right. And the, the stage was m far too small for how many of us there were. Right. Nathan did it as well. Uh, okay. And they had a, a guy with the steady cam on stage right. trying to get the shots. And in the tech rehearsal, he didn't see us walking it through. So we, we kind of kept like bumping into each other. So right. I said to him, I was like, is that your track? If it is, I'll change. I'll just step behind you on yeah. that one move right. so I don't hit you. And he was like, thank you so much. Yeah, I got every there shot. You go. From beginning to end, it was there literally like, go. it was Cheryl featured Kane. I mean. Dude, and, and I remember being like, why did I get all them shots? Oh, and I was like, that's because I was nice to him. Everyone see? else ignored him. And I was like, can I get out of your way? And, and he was like, yes, go. please. And everyone That'd used to great. wonder why I was getting all the best costumes and I was getting all the best shoes and I was getting all the best, you know, lashes. And the mate was like, well, that's because I'm nice to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they want to help me. <laughs> they want to help me. So you help them. They can mess up your show. Everyone, yeah. you know, backstage, they can, you know, but they wouldn't, the, obviously. But well, we hope not. You know. But yeah. I know some techies that if you ruined their show, they'd ruin yours. Oh, I definitely yeah. know a few. Absolutely. Um, now you're in more of like a creative position where you hire people. Yes. Um, I want to ask you, because I know that you'll know it very well and you'll be able to explain it. Mm -hmm. What do you, like, what's the most important things when you're looking for people, like when they're messaging you saying, hi, I'm yeah. Sarah from mm -hmm. Cornwall and yeah. I'm moving to London, I'm looking to get work, here's yeah. my CV, like what yeah. kind of, so I imagine you probably get things like that a lot. We do, yeah, we get that all the time, and um, so obviously really good photographs, current photographs, mm -hmm. good, um, I feel like everybody is, um, has a lot of footage now, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be a professional showreel anymore, I feel like it's, it's changed, it's right? It's changed, we always used to edit our yeah. showreels and get them all yeah, together, a three minute showreel of exactly. all the best moments, all the best, <laughs> all the highlights, but I find, um, you know, even footage from, if you're in the studios and mm -hmm. things like that, they give us their Instagram handle and we, we get to like then go and have a good look through, mm -hmm. um, I think the basic thing is to just kind of remind people that you're around and you're interested, which mm -hmm. we do get a lot. Um, we're looking for different, unique people who um, are basically reliable and really hardworking. And, mm. you know, we really do like the people who are going to class often and, you know, they're, they're training and yeah. they're in it and they're trying to learn from the best and they're trying to dance, learn how to dance in heels mm -hmm. and they're trying to do all these things. I know Lisa Spencer does an amazing heels class and, you know, she's in it and she's the number one girl out there at the moment, mm -hmm. you know, dancing and doing a thing. And I just think if, you know, if you're in those classes and learning off the best, you can't not help but improve and get to 100%. that standard. So I feel like, you know, there's just those things that you just got to keep doing and, you know, keep learn up with your craft. Learn from the best. That's the best one. That learn is my best. best thing. Yeah. Learn from the best. Try and get in with those best choreographers as much as you can. If any of them yeah. are doing workshops or guest classes, you know, you've got to grab them while you can mm -hmm. and get noticed. Yeah. that's the best thing. With headshots, uh -huh. what kind of, I mean, I haven't had a headshots done in a very long time, uh -huh. but what kind of stuff do you look for now? Because obviously, before <laughs> I moved to uh, America, yeah. my headshots here were very, everyone kind of liked the, uh, Ian Cole kind of look and um, remember I always remember Glenn's one with the suit and he looked oh, super yeah. chiselled and, and they were like kind of all black and white yeah. do you mean they were very model like fashion yeah. photos yeah. is that still the thing because when I went yeah. to LA mm -hmm. they were like this is trash what's yeah. this and I had to have like my cheesy like I'm Kane and I yeah. like milk yeah. like <laughs> headshot it's kind of the sa same thing I feel like um, with House of Pyramid we we enjoy a bit more of a fashion kind of look, mm -hmm. um, but always classy. I think where some girls go wrong, they 
alter their faces too much. Mm -hmm. So um, in the post-production, um, I'm finding a lot of photographers are really heavily editing. Mm -hmm. And so they're sending these amazing photographs. But then when we see them in real life, we're just a bit like, oh. You're pretty, but it's not what it looks like but here. We <laughs> yeah. thought you were a sensation in the photograph. Yeah. And now... We thought you were Victoria's Secret We model. did. We thought you were Victoria's Secret having a lovely time. However, we were thrilled. you're pre-mark. <laughs> then <laughs> you walked in the door and we're like, yeah. oh, okay, good yeah. editing. Yeah. A little bit, you know. So it, they have to be realistic. They have to reflect what you really look like in real mm -hmm. life. I think... Um, you know, when I got my headshots done, they were so heavily made up. I had all mm -hmm. this fashion makeup on. And, and then you can't get any commercials. Yeah. So you want to kind of get photographs that basically you can use for your dancing. And, mm -hmm. you know, but also you kind of need to have that natural yeah. girl next door or boy next door kind of look so that you can still put yourself up for commercials and you can still kind of get those adverts because if you are too heavily made up or... Mm -hmm. You know, if the boys have, I don't know, done something completely different, yeah. you've got to be that normal, cheesy kind of look to, mm -hmm. you know, as I yeah. said, natural is best. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you can go with that. And I think if maybe if, if you, obviously, if it's affordable, maybe try and get headshots for specific reasons. Yes, exactly. Like, don't just be like, I'm getting headshots done. No. And have a photographer take a bunch of photos that can be used for a bit of everything. If exactly. you can go, these are my commercial ones and these yeah. are my ones for yeah. fashion stuff and these are my body shots where I look yeah. a little bit sexy and a bit yeah. slutty because that's what this is going to require because Drake yeah. wants to hire me. Exactly, or exactly. I think in one session you can do quite complete different looks. Mm. So you can do that. You can, you know, this is going to be my commercial shots which mm -hmm. are really kind of natural and then build as the day goes on in your photographic session yeah. and then get to that final bit where you're like, right, this is yeah. my fitness one so I'm going to put all my sports gear on and try and get my fitness modeling up yeah. and then you can kind of swap to, you know, this is my commercial dance look that, you know, for any job that comes up, this is the photo I'm going to use for yeah. that. And, you know, it's just, you know, being a bit clever. What I used to do, this is a great tip, um, I used to look at all the girls who used to book all the commercials so I would go to their page and go, right, well, what do their photographs look like? Because yeah. they're obviously getting in the door for the castings. Yeah. So I would go and like take snapshots of their photographs and take them to my photographer who I'd booked and yeah. say, look, these are the girls that are booking right now. These are the top 10. Can you give me something that kind of looks, still be yourself and obviously still yeah. have your own style? But I was like, this is what I need. Yeah. This is what I need to get it's in the door. delivering a certain energy for... Exactly. A, to go into a casting because obviously for people who don't know... You don't just apply and get to go. Most of the time, your agent or someone will send off a bunch of photos of different exactly. clients, uh, different photos to the client, and they'll say, I want to see those four out of those 40 because That's right. they match the brief better. That's right. And it is so important if, you know, because sometimes you don't get to go in the door. Sometimes it is from photographs. Yeah. There was a big job recently. All the girls went to um, Abu Dhabi. There was about mm -hmm. 30 of them. And it, again, it was all chosen from photographs. Yeah. So it is important. It is a thing. Mm -hmm. That was a three-week job. They had a lovely yeah. time. You know, they're the kind of ones you want to get on. And it, it was a case mm -hmm. of just having a good photograph. Yeah. So when I was in LA, mm -hmm. photos there are a huge thing. Really? I didn't get cast for hip-hop jobs ever. Because ah. I don't look you urban. Don't. No, you I'm don't. five foot eight, pale and white and ginger. Yeah. Especially in America where yeah. I'm I really stand out, do you mean like a unicorn. Absolutely. But those are the kind of jobs I wanted to do. I wanted to do all the R and B jobs and the hip hop yeah, jobs. Of course. So I used to get they'd always send off my pictures, but I never accommodated for 
I need those photos. I was just like, oh, I need to look at, like very commercially because I want to book the big jobs. Uh, so I never used to get sent to all these like Chris Brown auditions and right. all the jobs which I wanted to do. No. So I used to go and crash them and they'd be like, oh, hang on. This yeah. guy's actually got a bit of something. Yeah, oh, yeah. who's this He's white guy flavor. that can get down? Yeah. The white pasty ginger guy. And exactly. they'd be like, oh, we didn't like your pictures. And I'm like, but I'm oh, really good. Like, I know, just come and see <laughs> You know what I mean? Just let me but, in the door. But yeah. that was my lack of understanding of what I was delivering at the time. Got it didn't right. match what they were looking for because right. you're massive you're trying to tell someone that you're not good for the job that you're ready you're ready to be on the job right as opposed to them looking at you and going well they don't look anything for the part but let's try yeah. them why would they yeah i imagine you probably get that a lot <laughs> yeah i mean it was it was difficult at first because i think when i kind of hit it was um all the bollywood rage was was going in uh-huh. and it was just everything was bollywood and yeah. it was all amazing but it was hard to kind of shake that off if I wanted to, like, you know, do something a bit cooler. And they're like, oh, she's just really good for that. Yeah. Like, I remember missing out on a whole film. I went to this audition and she kind of typecast me so early on for mm. a film. And it was the opening scene. And she did, She therefore then didn't let me be put up for the rest of the film, which yeah. was the main chunk of the work. Yeah. So I kind of only got a week's work instead of getting three months. Work. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's... People do pigeonhole yeah. you and go, oh, well, she's just right for that, or he uh-huh. can only do that, or he looks a certain way. Yeah. Um, and that's across the board. That's musical theatre and... Yeah, it's everything. It's everything. So you're going to get that, but you just got to keep knocking down the doors and you just got to keep crushing those auditions, you know? Don't sometimes do it to everyone. Sometimes you get in trouble for it. Yeah, sometimes you do. <laughs> sometimes you get, that's not advice. No, let's Pick, not do that. Let's choose not say wisely. That. Yes, exactly. But I, I you know. did it because I... If you feel like you really fit the brief. Yeah, I knew uh, for me I knew I could change their mind exactly. in the room. They exactly. wouldn't see me and go, yeah. No, you still shouldn't be here. Exactly. Like once I danced, convinced them, That's do you know right. what I mean? Yeah, no, you don't want to get into the habit of being that one person that keeps knocking down the door and they're like, "Oh, here she here is she again." Or oh, here he is again. We've yeah. told them no. <laughs> um, you know. So, yeah. Um, so a bit about you and your journey. Uh-huh. How old were you when you started training? Because you, obviously you lived in Australia, right? Yeah, so I um, trained in Australia. So I did it like at a normal small dance school. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't do a full-time degree or I didn't do a, you know, a full-time what everybody else did. Yeah. You know, I just kind of decided that I was going to come over to London and I was going to make things work. I was working in Australia. I was working in Sydney for about two years after graduating and um you know, I just kind of made the move over to London because I wanted to do it full time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in Sydney, it was it was really difficult. Yeah. Um, it's still really difficult in Australia to have a full time career and mm. have as many options as we do here. We're yeah. very fortunate here. We're so lucky here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, musical theatre is something that I really wanted to do full time. And we just didn't have the theatres back then. Do they have any musical theatre out there? They do. They do. A lot of the shows that are here go to Australia like yeah on tour and stuff like that and yeah they do have like a main theatre in Sydney and one okay. in Melbourne so they do kind of swap but they'll do six months in Sydney or six months in Melbourne so mm-hmm. you can never really get a full 12 month run yeah. in the one city you know it's, yeah. it's difficult so you know coming over here it was something that I was like I really want to do this full time so mm-hmm. this is where I need to be so I made the move and How you know, so you? I was 23 when I got my first show here here in London mm-hmm. yeah so I was 23 and um yeah, made my Western debut at 23. What and show? Bombay Dreams, Andrew okay. Lloyd Webber. Nice. Yeah, so Anthony Van Last was choreographing and he was brilliant. And um, I actually didn't know anything about the musical. I um, I came over and didn't know a soul yeah. in London. 
So I, um, they told me at Pineapple Dance Studios to, to buy this book called Contacts. <laughs> so I bought the book and I was like, okay. And I'm going through and there's like a million different agencies. And I was like, really? oh my God, this could take this forever. That's very genius though. Oh yeah. If you think exactly. now how many people go, have you got this agent's email? I know. If you could just grab a book. Well, you just grabbed the book, <laughs> you paid your book and got your book. <laughs> and then um, you had to post your CV and photograph out to all these so it cost you a fortune like yeah. going, you know this wasn't an emailing yeah. kind of thing it was a big production back then yeah. <laughs> so you know so i posted it out and um one of these this agent kind of called me back and he said listen jeanette you've just you've just sent your photograph in but i think you'd be great for this advert mm-hmm. and i was like great um it was walker's chris and gary lineker was the star of it and it was about the new bombay flavors uh-huh. so they'd called anthony van last in to do this big three-day advert and I remember going in there, and I didn't even know who Gary Lineker was. You know, I was yeah. from Australia. I didn't know. Anyway, I sat down in the makeup chair, and Gary's like, hi, how are you? And I was like, good. I'm Jeanette. What's your name? What's and your I was name? like, what's your name, Gary? Like, what's your name to Gary Lineker? And now he's like everywhere. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Anyway, so I did my first ever advert with Gary Lineker. It was brilliant. And then the choreographer, Anthony, was like, listen, I'm holding finals for this musical, Bombay Dreams. I'm like, what's Bombay Dreams? <laughs> And he's like, uh, just a little show, you know, <laughs> and uh, just down to Lloyd Ferber. I was like, yeah. oh, great. <laughs> I know him. <laughs> I know him. <laughs> so he was like, why don't you come down to the finals? So in I went, did my, you know, danced away and sang my song and had a great time. And then, yeah, got booked straight away. And I'd been in the country for about a week. That is insane. I know, right? So I had my first big advert and my first West End show within the first week of moving to London. That's crazy. I know, right? So uh, I was very, very fortunate and uh, very, very blessed to have done that straight away. And that kind of kick-started me. And then I never stopped. And that was about 15 years ago. Did you keep doing musicals for a while? Yeah, I did kind of a lot. I did Saturday Night Fever with Arlene Phillips, which was great. We had fun in the disco. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I was... uh, Worked with Twyla Tharp. Mm-hmm. We did an amazing show called Moving Out, um, which was the music of Billy Joel, which yeah. was brilliant. And then I just kind of thought after a while, you know, I just wanted to, I, th- I just thought I wanted to try something else. But musical theatre and commercial, the commercial world, are two very different careers. Yeah. There's not many people that kind of cross over anymore. No. It is kind of you hit one and you go for it. And you do well at it, so and you stay And you do there. well, so you stay. Um, what I did was really very rare. But I think it's not impossible no. because there are a few people that still do it now. Um, there are elements that carry across. Of course. Can you dance? Yes. Can you yeah. perform? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I know some commercial dancers that often go to like the Matthew Bourne company. Mm-hmm. They cross over with that or the Drew McConey, you know, yeah. and there's other ways to kind of keep putting your foot back into theatre. Um, yeah. But still staying, you know, with the TV and, yeah. and the cooler kids as well. So, <laughs> the you know, kids, the getting kids. with the kids. <laughs> How, so your transition from going from musical theatre to, mm-hmm. as we call it, commercial. Yeah. Um, was that a long process? It was, yeah, because I, I kind of had to start all over again. Yeah. And it's they're different choreographers, they're different agents even. Yeah. So I had to like go and do all those auditions again, and you know, and I thought I was great because I was like, yeah, I've done West End shows and I've done this and I've done that, yeah. and they were like, yeah, we don't care. Can you can you work mm. on TV? I was like, yeah. no, I can't. <laughs> so uh, you definitely you know, didn't say no. Well, I did. I definitely <laughs> yeah. did not say you no. You definitely didn't say no. I did not say no, but I just. You know, it took a while for people, those kind of choreographers, to know who I was. And, mm-hmm. you know, I f- really feel like Ashley Wallen was a really, really big part of that transition for me. He um, 
he'd come to see me in the last show that I did mm -hmm. um, for moving out and we'd got our notice and we were told that we were closing, which is also yeah. a horrendous thing for anyone oh. to have to deal with. The show's finishing early. Yeah, you're finishing early. Great. <laughs> so what do I do? What are we going to do? <laughs> um, so yeah, I was lucky that um, one of the biggest commercial choreographers of our time was yeah. watching my show. And um, he'd heard that we got our notice and he, um, he had a spot that come up for Will Young and it was to dance um, at Wembley Stadium I think it was like a tribute to Princess Diana at uh -huh. the time. And he was like, listen, I know you've, you've just finished a show. Would you mind, do you want to come and work for me and do this great gig? And that I was just like, oh my God, yes, yeah. please. So uh, that kind of was, he was a really big part you of my You Aussies sticking together. Oh, listen. You Aussies <laughs> looking after each other. Always. Why is there no massive Welsh choreographers? <laughs> Fucking crap. <laughs> oh. But yeah, it was great. And uh, it did take me a long time. It kind of took me about 18 months, I think, mm -hmm. to kind of... And I did all the smaller jobs. I did. I worked that corporate sector. Yeah. The dancers going out to Dubai, that was a really big thing at the time that, mm -hmm. you know, I was still dancing. But again, it, they weren't considered the big, big jobs of our yeah. time. But it was a good way for me to start mm -hmm. and travel and see the world. I was part of the girly show. Yeah. Which was an amazing company, still is an amazing company. So has that company. been going for a long time? So Girly Show, yeah, has been going... Because I feel like I've only heard of it probably in the past six years. Yeah. So that's probably about good 10, 12 years now. Yeah. Yeah. The director, well, Laurie They Jane. probably didn't used to hire boys. That's why I would never have Yeah, exactly. That is an, a newer that's kind newer, of thing. That's probably why I've heard of it. That's why you've yeah. heard of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Hence the name would give that away, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, they do have girly show boys. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was another company that I was kind of, um, you know, performed a lot with. Mm -hmm. But we were always abroad and we were always off dancing on yachts and doing these amazing things. And, yeah. and it was great. So it kind of was my start, you know, my starting jobs like that, that were great. And then obviously then was lucky enough to kind of hit what everyone, I guess, dreams of. Which yeah. is like the touring side and... and you know, the big, long TV series. And back then, there was a lot of TV shows. Yeah, much more... Well, yeah. Top of the Pops and stuff would be far more regular, wouldn't they? they and yeah. paid and treated much better. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, it was all kind of... Yeah. Was it weird going from doing, like, long-contracted shows where, like, I guess you rehearse for three months and then you do your stint of 12 yeah. to coming into doing, like, a two-day rehearsal for a one-hour shoot of a TV show or a 20-minute yeah. shoot? Was yeah. that weird? Because obviously, that was really the weird. even financially, the the mm -hmm. correlation between it isn't the same. Because no. you go, oh, well, I've booked the job. A musical is a 12 end stint. And you right. booked the job for a commercial job and you're working for yeah. three days. And exactly. then you're unemployed again. Yeah. Was that hard? It was hard because I think you get used to this whole six-week rehearsal period for a West End show. And then you get this long run. And, you know, you've got your one spot in your dressing room where you just... You don't have to traipse anything in. Mm -hmm. You just go, you turn up, and they costume you, and, you know, you just do your bit, and you're, you're sorted for 12 months, you know. Yeah. And then I kind of left that kind of security for a world of, you know... The unknown. The unknown, and, um, you know, where you had to fight every week yeah. for your place, and you had to re-audition, and you had to... And you were going up against your friends that you were working with mm -hmm. every week, and this is something that, you know you had to do 
to yeah. survive. If you wanted to do it, this is what you needed to do. So we were all battling it out all the time. But it's, it's weird, isn't it? <coughs> that like you're auditioning against, say, your best mate. Yeah. And it's like, oh, one of us is eating this week. Yeah, like, and exactly. It's, it's quite doggy dog will, isn't it? it? It's is. like you're a bit like, no, I'm getting this. Jo- I love you, but... I love you, but... I'm not holding back. Oh, yeah. If they want one of us, is me. That's right. And I think that confidence, you really have to have it in the commercial world. It's a lot tougher. Mm-hmm. I feel like only the strongest really do survive because, you know, they are savage. They, you know, those X-Factor shows, they used to change our choreography. Oh, my God. Hell. I mean, you know what that's Hell. like. They were, you know, this side of the room, you've got to reverse it and you've got yeah. to do this. Just before you got on stage. Yeah. and We're changing this. What? Um, Jeanette, you're going to be in this number now and you're going live in an hour and your makeup's not done, but you've got to learn the lyrics because you're doing BVs and then there's choreography and then there's this. So yeah. you've got 20 minutes, so off you go. You know, and it was that kind of, I don't know, it's just... It's, I guess it's learning how to deal with pressure and being thrown in the deep end and yeah. just learning how to cope with it. Absolutely. Even if sometimes, I guess, you kind of don't really know what's going on. Because yeah. no matter how much they say... Oh, yeah, but she's really good at learning. We've still all got that part of us. Like, I've done it. They've yeah. gone, you're on stage in 20 minutes. You're going to do a number that you don't yeah. know yet. Yeah. And even I'm going, I'm going, I'm not really sure what's happening here. Yeah. But, I'm but not we're going to make it work. But I'm not going to let anybody else know that. No, exactly. Do you know what I mean? And it's being able to make something out of it. 100%. And make it sell to everyone that you do know what's going on. 100%. And I feel like that was a big, massive thing for all of us when we did those live TVs. Mm-hmm. I mean, the pressure of live TVs, you know... It's so incredible. <laughs> like well, it's, you get one go. <laughs> you get one go and that's yeah. it. And, and you know, as a lot of choreographers used to remind us, TV is forever. Yeah. You know, so they, they're throwing roll that Pete, on you. Roll of Pete. <laughs> oh, roll of Pete. Don't ever uh-huh. say you can roller skate yeah. if you can't. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, uh, it was, it was tough to keep you cool and keep yeah. the, you know, keep, keep calm under pressure. And I just used to always watch the older dancers. I just, used to go okay well what are they doing mm-hmm. and you know how are they dealing with this and you know i thought okay well if i'm just going to watch what they do and i'm going to do what they do because they're obviously been doing it a lot longer than i have yeah. so i was like okay there's a reason why they're still here and while they're still cool and doing it and they would scare them as well yeah we'd scare all of us yeah everyone would be petrified when it's brian comes in and goes reverse oh, yeah. it no exactly. one goes oh yay oh yay let's do it you no, just no, go yeah. okay okay all right Put on a brave it. face and That's figure right. it out. That's right, and smile and just work it out. And you're in the cafeteria going, what's this bit? <laughs> I know, what's this bit? What if I get shot? I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. And, you know, but you just got to do it. And, you know, same happened on the tours. You know, mm-hmm. there was tours where, you know, the creative director would come in or the artists would come in themselves and they'd be like, I don't like this, it's not working for me. And, you know, and you're in a big old stadium in a mock-up stadium and yeah. stru- or wherever you are and you're freezing and you've been there all day and you're it's getting to one in the morning and you're still no clearer of what you're doing and it's opening night the next night and yeah. you know you've just got to go okay I'm going to put a costume on and I'm going to do my best whereas I guess in, in a musical theatre that's the complete fit and that would never happen really no. right no they would no, never let you do that I mean I've never done a musical but a lot like my best friend's done quite a few and he always uh-huh. says that he's not going in to do his track he's going in to do a track which was created yeah when the show first opened That's so right. they're just teaching the same track right. onto the people so it's yeah it's, it's already finished that's it's right. a perfected track it, it doesn't need change right. so once you learn it that's that's what it is yeah and i feel like it's almost like if you're in musical theater and you have that swing if you get cast as a swing mm-hmm. um there's only a few people that can actually be a good swing because yeah. their brain is so good at like 
knowing all those different tracks because yeah. you can have to learn up to 10, 12 tracks in a show yeah. and different harmonies for each role. That's, that's pretty that's tough. Hard. Have you ever that's done hard. a swing? Um, I haven't, but they used to say that I had a bit of a swing brain. Yeah. So, But I feel like we kind of, as commercial dancers, are always a swing. Yeah. I feel like... You're always going to... Oh, they're not doing this. You are. You oh, are. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I hope you watched in rehearsal because, you know, she's, yeah. oh, she's injured herself now, so you're in. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, oh, my God. And there's no one else to do it, so... You know, I feel like you just got to always, we do get more kind of... Uh, we adapt fast. We adapt faster, yeah. Little chameleons. Yeah, and I all. think that is really important to have a quick brain. Mm. And um, once you're known for a quick brain, I mean, Dean Lee, for me, um, obviously I did um, got to dance with Dean and it was amazing, but I always used to see him and James Collins and and um, even you, Kane, and, and Chris Bell, all these great dancers of my time that used to have like amazing quick brains mm. you know they could get like see it once maybe twice and they had it down yeah and other people still hadn't caught up yet you know yeah. they they had time to perfect the style yeah um when people were still learning it because mm-hmm. they'd already got it sooner than everybody else yeah and i think having a quick brain and if you don't going to class is a really great I way th- to keep your I brain i think quick. that's the i think that would for me like i would always say being clean and learning quite fast yeah wouldn't say the fastest but i would say i, I learned relatively fast if you go uh-huh. to a classroom yeah once or twice i'm like i'm good we can carry yeah, on you know what exactly. i mean and i kind of felt like that in auditions but i only yeah. really got that because i remember going to my first ever real audition yeah. and i got i finished the tour with you guys yeah and glenn ball had recommended me to miranda at dancers inc yeah and they fast-tracked me for the janet jackson audition amazing so i did not one job do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I went into this audition in the private call right. with Dean, Cisco, Ema, oh John, Anthony K. All Kay, the legends. All, do you know what I mean? <laughs> the kids. The kids. All, all the legends and 2XS, basically. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, ah, I don't know any of these, but I know them. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. I know of them. They're yeah. amazing. Uh-huh. I was out my element. I remember Gil teaching the first three eights and literally was like, did it once and then moved on. And yeah. I was like, I don't yeah. know the first eight. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I, I was missed it. Yeah, and yeah. that was the first time I ever met John, and he doesn't really remember it, but that's why he always kind of became like my idol. I said to him, can you help me? Because I just saw a straight guy at the back of the room yep. who looked kind of cool, and I was yep. like, maybe he'll help. Yes. And I went, can you help me? And he did. Oh, John, but amazing. I was always just made sure that I never wanted to feel like that again. Yeah. Because I literally, it was like sink or swim, and I was yeah. 100% sinking. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was like, yeah. I, I don't know the first eight, and we're moving on to the yeah. fourth. What? Yeah. Like, there's so that been was auditions that mm. I've completely flatlined. Yeah. I've gotten up in flames yeah. and I'm just like, oh God, do you know what? I'm just going to cut myself <laughs> on this audition because that's yeah. <laughs> just, Thanks I'm just going to see me. myself Thanks out because me. I was terrible. Yeah. See you next year. <laughs> see you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think about auditioning? Like what kind of, I know there's not as many auditions anymore as there used to be. Yeah. So I, I feel like we used to have quite a lot of auditions and we now did. it's very rare. It is and rare. if there is one, there's 17,000 people there. I did know. I have noticed Like that. I saw the yeah. EMA one and I was thinking, yeah. that doesn't look like a fun day to me. No, no. <laughs> that looks I like think, a lot. I think it is putting off a lot of people now because, you know, the numbers are so large. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it becomes like a bit of a cattle call as yeah. opposed to like, okay, I can go and I, I'm going to spend, you know, a four couple of hours there as opposed there. to like a whole, a whole day, day blood sweat and tears battling it out lucky to be seen exactly if i can even get in the room and mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing i think the most important thing about an audition is to be memorable yeah um you know and, and that's with your look mm-hmm. that's with the way you perform because you know if you're seeing that many people 
Yeah, what's going to make you different from hundreds the others? Hundreds and hundreds of girls. Like, you've got to make sure that you stand out and that you stand out for the right reasons mm-hmm. and you're remembered because you're excellent. Yeah. Um, and a lot of girls do say that after an audition. I've held a couple of auditions this year and a lot of girls are like, Jazzy, can you give me some feedback? Mm-hmm. Was there anything I could have done differently? And I said, to be honest, the client was in there choosing and I said, and they don't remember you. No. And that is the... Even looking at a picture half the time, yeah, they go, who's that? Who is that? And yeah. if you haven't, you know, shown what you can do in that mm-hmm. small space of like four eights usually, if you can't show what you can do and be memorable, then, you know, you've got to find a way. Yeah, I've always, I remember when I came back from America and I did my first audition here mm-hmm. and Jerry was there. Okay. And I remember going in and dressing the part. Yeah. Do you know I mean, like I was dressed ready to go yes. on stage. Yes. I was like, I had jeans on, had yep. a nice shirt with yep. a black vest. So yep. if I needed to see my arms, I could take my shirt off. Amazing. Do you mean, and then I looked around and there was, I was probably, I wouldn't say the oldest there, but the most experienced, right. one of the most experienced. I remember looking around and seeing everyone in like joggers and a vest or like their gym shorts with a knee pad. And oh, I was thinking, yeah. you're meant to be showing people that you're hireable, yeah. like you're employable. Exactly. You're not at a class. You're, you're asking yeah. someone to pick you to them to give you their money for your service. 100%. And you're not ready to show that you can give a service. Do you know what I mean? Like That's you've got to show them that point. you're in the job. And yeah. I said to, I think I said it to Jerry then. I was like, why is no one holding like audition masterclasses yeah. and giving people feedback on what they should audition exactly. like? And yeah. I, I mean, I imagine, I know Cisco does his uh, training program. I bet they do that at his because it's Cisco. Yeah. And he'll talk all about presentation and stuff like yeah. that in his. But I feel like that should be a thing. Like how is there not a monthly yeah. class at Pineapple or a, a big agent or, or a big choreographer? The colleges. I think, it, you know, it should maybe yeah. start in the colleges, you mm. know, like, how well, how would you how would you dress to an audition? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like in musical theatre, there's so much that you need to research. Um, you know, if you go in looking the part and dressing the part, then they're going to go, oh well, that's mm-hmm. that that is Danny Zuko from Greece, or that is whatever. Yeah. You know, and especially in the commercial world as well. You know, um, even with the girly show, I used to go on and like research all the girls and what they looked like and what they used to wear, and then yeah. you turn up dressing how that you know or whatever mm-hmm. or whoever you you're going for like yeah. house of pyramid i just all the time we're looking for people and i'm like well look what look what we're producing yeah. first and then go actually they like yeah. this they dress their dancers in this kind of way so i'm gonna i'm gonna wear this i'm gonna show them i'm already ready already for the job ready. exactly yeah. and i don't mean go and buy costumes or anything like that of course not but, but make just it relate somehow exactly exactly and just you know grooming is always such yeah. a big part of it you know like guys you know in the gym Mm -hmm. like you know it was so funny all the boys that when they first get out and then they obviously they hit the gym and then obviously that puts you into a much broader bracket broader bracket you're more employable you're more employable and you know it's it's Mm -hmm. kind of the same for the females it's you know it's the same thing so that's really a a great point to make about auditioning yeah (coughs) and what you just said i always say i did a q a this week i was teaching in cornwall Uh and i did q a with some of the dancers some of them were 12 and asking the most intelligent questions i've ever heard in my life from a 12 year old it's like this isn't right did your mum tell you to say this oh really but one girl said to me uh if i'm auditioning for a cruise or a specific job what do you do and i was like i can't tell you about cruises because i've never done one Uh but i can tell you about every job i audition for yes my audition doesn't start when I walk in the room. My audition starts probably two days before or at least a day before. Exactly. And I research who the choreographer is, exactly. what kind of people they employ, yep. what do they wear on the job, uh-huh. all these things. And I go all there knowing this. Yep. And I'll never forget Jason Derulo audition. Uh, it was like there was 100 boys or something. Yep. And I knew that 
could two of two of the dancers were coming in on you they were hiring two more right so i watched the last live jason derulo performance the night before saw ivan koyov who's like my hero and i was like yeah. i'm wearing what he wore on stage so amazing. i wore that exact outfit to the audition amazing Do you know i mean i figured out the moments where where they freestyled in their things and what they did amazing. and i just basically replicated the track from what they did on the show in the audition Brilliant. and got it yeah and it was like i know that it was just due to that few hours preparation before uh-huh. understanding the the song yeah i mean even if you understand the phrasing of the song you haven't got to learn the choreography but understand yeah. the phrasing understand the rhythm patterns by watching it yeah because if you're a good enough dancer you can watch it and go this is the kind of vibe it is absolutely you know and it's just it's something that's so simple yeah. yet that got you that job yeah you know talent only gets you so far mm-hmm. you know the rest of it is look and who you know and you know, what you've researched mm-hmm. and everything else. So, you know, I always said I wasn't always the best dancer. Just the smartest. But I was reliable and I knew what I was, like, yeah. I knew what I was doing yeah. in the business side of it. So that kind of got me through, yeah. which was great. I got that from, like, working with Adrian for the first few times. I always remember thinking, he's so clever. Like, and, and for me, Adrian's mm-hmm. a very intelligent dancer. He's always very, intelligent. very professional. Very like, professional. if I looked at all the things that summed up the reason why we were there, he was so good at everything else as well as dancing exactly. and that's why that's why he was always there that's why he was always yeah. employable by yeah. everyone yeah and i was like i need to be like that yeah i need to be like him like i need to be liked Do you know what i mean and yeah and I respected and respected and on time yeah. and polite yeah because i know you know there were some great great amazing dancers um who would wouldn't get asked back for things mm-hmm. and you know it's because there was those elements that were missing from them but um I just want to really hone in on that point because now I'm obviously booking talent and I'm booking dancers mm-hmm. and I'm booking that. And I just want to reiterate that, you know, even getting back, replying to, you know, availability checks. Not four days later. Not four days later. Like you're <laughs> running a business. And yeah. I really think that this is something that being in the, being in a creative office that I've realized, I'm like, this is your this is your income, Yeah, you've got to treat it like with urgency, you know, and, and you know, I'm like, oh, I'll send an email, are you available? And I get a response, oh, hey, Jazzy, um, oh, I don't have my diary on me, so I'll check when I get in tonight. Mm. And I'm like, okay, sometimes that's too late. Yeah, So I, I need to know by now. I need to know <laughs> by like 12 lunchtime because yeah. the client's screaming at me to get photographs in, yeah. you know, or something like that. So I think that's also a thing I would say, if anyone sends you an availability check or, you know, once your measurement sizes or once yeah. anything or your invoices or whatever, just send everything immediately. Yeah. And just we've all, all been guilty phone. of have it all on your phone. You've have got your, your measurements. You've got pictures of you in a nightclub. Have night your club. pictures. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, or don't blame rehearsals either. Like, oh, Jazzy, I'm in rehearsals. I can't reply to this straight away. I'm like, yeah, but you've made three Instagram stories and a post. Yeah, so I know I'm that's like, not the truth. It's not the truth. So it's like, if there's one thing I will say, get back to your agents yeah. ASAP. Cause because as soon as you're skinned, you'll be messaging them going, can well, I get some work, thing. please? That's the thing. So, you know, you've got to reply. Even if it's a no, even if you're not busy, mm-hmm. reply straight away, let it go straight away. Because yeah. once you get that reputation, if something, if somebody does drop out and they need somebody urgently, they'll go, do you know what? I'm going to message him or her straight away because they get back to me and I'll know within. Yeah. Like, you get that reputation as well. Because mm. they're like, actually, I need someone quick. Who's going to reply? Yeah. I'm going to go with him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that could get you a job. Yeah. And say you need one blonde and you've emailed three and the, f- the first one that emails back is going right. <laughs> to... Quickest finger to the buzzer. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I think get into that habit. Um, there's a new young dancer in the scene. His name's James Mulford and um, he always replies straight away. He's brilliant. And I mm-hmm. even commented on that the other day to him. I just said, listen, 
you know, you're so good at replying. Like yeah. you're always on, and he's like, I try because I've just made it a thing that, you know, I'm just going to do it straight away. And then, yeah. that, and you know what? That makes me want to book him all the time. Yeah, because you know that you're going to get. Because he replies, he and gives if he does, then you know then he's busy. <laughs> then he's busy. Then I actually know he's not available. But, you know, yeah. it's just that. It's that's something I just want to throw out to the new young dancers coming through. Please, like, mm. get on those emails. I saw, um, you know, Philip Joel? choreographer does like oh, musical yes. theater stuff oh yes um so i saw him tweet uh this week uh dancers when emailing black uh emailing black emailing back please check your grammar and punctuation Ooh. as it is a huge sign of your professionalism then i don't want to get some it was something like and then i don't want you to have to email me two more times fixing your right. mistakes just take that time on the first one to make sure it's correct oh, one of those so then he hasn't got to read obviously three emails it was something yeah. along those lines yeah and i was like oh i'm the worst for that do you know what i mean oh. i was thinking oh that's one for me to learn and oh. i mean back on you because i make spelling mistakes on everything right chris Mano always calls me out that oh, and I think, really yeah, yeah. he'll message me sometimes be like your instagram post doesn't make sense and i'll be like change <laughs> it grammar. yeah and i go, cha- and I go change grammar. it for me <laughs> Re- rewrite it and he rewrite does it. he does um, he saves me but you know those things and i was like wow well, yeah. i'm 10 years in and i don't even think of that yeah. until I, I read it yeah i mean just kind of saying like <laughs> to a booker hey babe like yeah. you know that and it's like we're not really on that level yet yeah. you yeah, know we don't know each other that we well. don't know each other that well you've never worked for our company before you don't really start the email yeah. with hey babe, babe i'm not free you're just gonna go you know there's yeah. just that level of professionalism that you yeah. kind of just keep all the way through just you simple know? things at the end of your email have your your, con- your full name and your contact number yeah and, and email, do you know what I mean so if they you don't need a message i'm back what's your phone number yeah exactly. it is there it's there it's easy the simple stuff yeah just those little things mm. that i guess you don't really know because, you know. Yeah. But as a booker, I can at least yeah. try and help you out and go, listen, guys, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> as, like, obviously, you've got a lot of experience and you've seen many dancers come and leave within yes, the industry. I and have. not even dancers, just performers in general. Because yes. you've done, I feel like you've done so many varieties of being a dancer in entertainment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you say is the difference between that people have a long career and a short career like what's the key for longevity um i guess it's just that thing of what i was saying before it's um you know always being that reliable dancer who's always on time who's punctual Mm -hmm. you know and who gets the job done and who does it well Mm -hmm. um because that will always get you re-employed um so obviously there's that element um you know you don't ever want to say promise that you'll confirm and do something and then not show up or, mm. you know, someone's been out the night before and he hasn't turned up to the job or this or that, because that has happened a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And then you start, you know, getting recommended. You won't be recommended. You won't be, you know. Yeah. I think um, I was recommended by a lot of assistants. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was going through, a lot of choreographers had their assistants and their assistants recommended me. And so I thought, you know, I have to do a good job because obviously... This has come, you know, yeah. and kind of been handed to me. So I need to prove that my worth and, yeah. you know, whatever. You're holding up their reputation, not your own. Exactly. Um, so I didn't want to let them down either. So I think it's just a case of, you know, being polite, doing the right things, just having general manners. They're all these things that you think are so simple, but actually people are not doing now. Yeah. Um, that will always get you rebooked and, you know, just... Mm-hmm. 
being a nice kind of all-rounded humble person yeah you know who's easy to get on with you know people like great personalities and if they know that they're easy if they know they're going to be there and they're reliable then mm -hmm. you know i'm definitely more likely to keep booking them and yeah. as i was when i was a dancer you know i wanted to i wanted to work yeah i wanted to keep getting rebooked so i would do anything to kind of keep that going mm -hmm. and i think it's just you know yeah. Being a good person yeah. at the end of the day and being a great dancer. Yeah, my, my golden rule was always, like, not being, like, late for rehearsal in the morning. Do you Never. know what I mean? Like, for Never me, that was, that was, because for me, that was the simplest part. Yeah. It was the part where I go, I've got nothing else on today because yeah. they're paying me to exactly. be there. So I have to be there on you time. You have to be I, there. I can recall being late twice. One was for Beth and one was for Jerry. Yeah. And for Beth, I was really lucky that I rung her. Yeah. Or I messaged someone and they passed me to her. Yeah. And I was on the train going in towards Waterloo. And what's the studio? There's like a rehearsal studio on the way. Is and you pass. Uh, might be I don't know you pass music bank, music bank and you yeah. pass it on the way That's right. and I was outside music bank and I was like I'm outside but oh I'm on the goodness. train and she looked out and I was like oh and you waved to her <laughs> Do you know I mean it's like I'm here like I'm so close but I've yeah. been at a standstill and the other time was for Jerry and it was snowing horrendously and oh I couldn't goodness, get in yeah. but even he was like uh-huh and I was like I'm oh, so sorry I'm like this will never happen again but I, I called him in advance I was like yeah I'm I'm yeah. gonna be a little bit late but I mean I those are my go-to's because I remember being I remember being there and Someone rocking up late and me being annoyed like that. I I, I've been here since half hour before I was meant to be here. I know. And you're late. You know, know, one of those for rehearsal or for a shoot, then yeah. it's game over. I think you and I were doing a job. Um, it was for Ant and Dex that did our takeaway. Yeah. And we were there. For and we the were on time, show. Yeah, and we were early. And I remember some of the um, somebody was late, but then they rocked up with like a cup of coffee in their hand. Yeah. And they came in, they're like, sorry, we're late. And we were like. And <sighs> had a coffee in their hand. And I was like hide the coffee yeah. at least like yeah. you're obviously late because you've stopped off yeah. at Starbucks do and had a lovely time do some burpees outside look like you've rushed you look like you've run yeah. you know whatever you don't should have a sweat on that's right don't give the game away yeah. you know whatever so we're don't rock in with the large lie <laughs> sure that's what they did so I was like oh no but yeah you've got to um, you don't want to get that reputation you want to have that you know yeah, they're always early. They're on time. They're doing their thing. They're, you know, they look great. Mm -hmm. They're dancing well, and they're getting their invoices in, and they, you know, just all the things that you should do. You just yeah. gotta, you know, be the best kind of performer you can be. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how uh, I've lasted fifteen years. I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my my thing. <laughs> I've always I've always got this thing. You're like the Mary Poppins of dance because you've always got something in your bag like so <laughs> I, I've always got like the gig essential you've, you've always got the, yeah you've <laughs> always got like the essentials like if someone goes I need this have you got it you go oh make yeah. a wipes I've got it or I've this oh it. I've got it I've got and you've it. always got like the thing that we need and yeah. I've always remembered that since first ever working with you going yeah. Jazzy will know how to fix it or she'll yeah. have something that'll I'll fix have it something. I mean it and it's just yeah. being prepared isn't it for yeah, whatever comes that kind of came with my western training you know it was it was always kind of that everyone had their kit you know, and, and I kind of took it over and it's really funny, Danny Hampson, she's, she was the same as me. She turned up, she started, um, you know, a lot later than I did dancing professionally and then she kind of started coming on these jobs and she had her gig essential kit and she kind of had that and I was like, oh my God, you're exactly like me. Yeah. And we kind of had this jo joke yeah. that, you know, we were the same. Everyone thought it was hilarious that we were that girl. There's always yeah. one of those girls that has everything. Everything in them. You know, I always used to carry around a little weekender all over yeah. London. I used to drag that little... I always remember you with a, like a, a little, little, suitcase. little suitcase. I used to run from audition to, yeah. to casting to another job. You had to everything this, to that. in I had there. everything. Even I had clothes for the 
for freedom after. Yeah, always. Always ready. Oh, always ready for a night out. <laughs> and I think that's kind of as well important as well. Back when we were performers and we were in the industry, we we socialized together, we partied together, mm-hmm. we went out together, we had that great time of Beauty and the Boys mm-hmm. at Freedom. Oh my God, that was the best which times was ever. The best times, the Thursday night on Freedom. Brett and Tom's Brett thing. and Tom, when they started that off, and Shannon and Johnny, they yeah. were the original Beauty the original, and the Boys. Yeah. And, you know, it's just having that, we, we all used to go and we all used to... It was very much a community, wasn't it? It was a community. And, uh, you know, I feel like, I I'm not sure if that's kind of... Still a thing. Still a thing now. I feel like I'm so out of it, I wouldn't know. Well, me too, I guess I'm on the other side now. Yeah. So I, I kind of, you know... But I do think that was a that was a good way that we all kind of networked for work as well. Because you'd yeah. all see each other and you go, did you hear about the casting well, yeah. on and Tuesday? That, and you said, how did you survive that long? It was through going out with people and being seen and yeah. you know if you'd be out in London and you'd see Jerry or you'd mm. see that and he'd be like oh hey I've got an Th- audition that's how week. I met like, everyone well that's how you that's how we did it I was you know I feel like I met every almost everyone like I met Chris Minow through Anthony K yeah like on a night out yeah. we bumped into him on the train I met everyone else via David Ratcliffe because I yeah. lived with him yeah. and I, I was just you know, I met the Cisco and Everyone Virus Association. Yeah, exactly. And then became friends with Sean and everyone. And kind of, they all recommended me to Jerry. And it just kind of worked that way. That's how it works. Yeah, we were, that was all, that's how it did work. Yeah. It was being out, being social, kind of, you know, mm. after rehearsals, like, you know, all meeting at the same pub or whatever, you know. And that's where you'd see everybody. Or at class, after class, you'd all go for a drink. And then everyone would talk about, yeah. you know, whatever. So And it's hard, isn't it? Because some people would be like, oh, well, I'm not that kind of person. I'm not a, I'm not a kiss-ass. I'm not, I'm not that. And, but I'm, for me, it's like, there's a balance between being a kiss-ass. But yeah. going and th- I look at that as you're networking to show people that you're nice to be around. Because yeah. if they like spending time with you, and Adrian Gasford said this to me, why would you employ someone who's a very good dancer but you don't enjoy being with them exactly. when you could employ someone that's a good dancer but can still get the job done but you love being but with them? And you've got to spend them. four months with them. And well, I was that's like, the thing. oh, yeah. Or you've got to share rooms with people. Yeah. Or you've got to do this with, you know. And Adrian's made an amazing point there because, you know, I know so many times you just want someone who you get on with. And yeah. it's not about going and kicking, mm. like, lick kissing off or whatever you yeah. is that you know it's just going and like making new friends yeah and people and liking the, and you then and people going, going actually she's kind of cool she's but i really get on with her or yeah. she's you know she's a laugh or she's a giggle there's nothing worse than getting the call sheet and being like oh, oh there we go i don't oh, know anyone. i don't know oh. anyone am i going to enjoy this it, it is the, go it is the worst people. feeling and then yeah, and if some you people turn down work because yeah. they don't feel comfortable yeah you know? and if you look at the call sheet and everyone is great yeah you don't even care about the job really you just i'm gonna be with wonderful people for the next four days and that can make or break a job for you yeah you know you know you can either go and belly laugh or you can go and have a horrible time but i just think it is what you make it and you know i just think just always be grateful because you know you never know when you're gonna stop dancing you never know what's gonna gonna stop you dancing or what's gonna stop you dancing you know injuries or you know you, you might not be London may not be the place for you you mm-hmm. might have to move back home or you might you know so I just think just always be grateful for what you've got and uh, and and what you get to achieve because it is an amazing amazing industry to be a part of I've loved every minute of dancing my heart out the whole time I really do love dance I know it sounds yeah. cheesy but I loved it I lived and I breathed it and you know I even married a dancer he you know it was great we got to do these amazing things together yeah and I just think if you can all just 
also in, enjoy that and sharing that, yeah. then I just think, yes, for you guys. like Enjoy the moment. Enjoy it and, and love it because, you know, it's not forever. No, it's not. So Thank you so much. Pleasure. This has been amazing. Aww. It's, it's so nice <laughs> for me. It's like, oh, now I just need Fiona on and then I've done the three of you, my three introductions to... Oh. Dance world. Well, I would mm. love that. I can't yeah. wait for Fiona. I mean, she did say she's going to do loads of silly voices for you. Of course you. she will. She will be the comedy element. Of I'm the very will. serious yeah. element. And I can be fun to tell me all your worst stories. Oh, <laughs> and Fiona has a lot. Lots of stories. Let uh, t- ask her about those blue days when yeah, she was on yeah. tour with those blue boys, and she can tell you some stories, guys. You're going to be. Yeah. I know in quite hysterics. a few. Of them. I need to. Yeah, <laughs> you need to brilliant. get those out yeah. and share them with yeah. the world. She's trouble. She's <laughs> definitely trouble. Well, yeah, because I'm interested to see. Like, and John made a great point of it. Like with Fiona, obviously now she does makeup artists and stuff. Yeah. So, and probably a lot of younger dancers starting, if she's doing, wouldn't know Fiona. No, it's funny because so a lot of them don't know either of us. So it'd actually. be interesting, but you're booking them. Well, that's true. So it's different. So to <laughs> the, to true. them, you're you're the boss. Yeah. But right. to f- for Fiona, if she's just if she's doing their makeup, mm-hmm. how they treat her because they wouldn't know who she is or oh, what she's done and. and her reputation, and that's it's to me, that's interesting. Well, cause you should ask her when she does you, the ins and I can't imagine someone being mean to her or being rude to her. Well, Do you know what I mean? Because it's, it's Fiona. Just ask Fiona, because <laughs> she's got a few stories about that, yeah, actually. So, uh, as I said, you'd be nice to everybody, because also Fiona still assists so many choreographers. Yeah. She still, you know, has her fingers in all pies. Yeah, and all she's got to say is, oh, that person wasn't great, and or, they might not come back. Or that person wasn't lovely in my makeup chair, or wasn't mm. nice. Did it? You just never know well, when they all said these Things. That person was in my chain. They said the choreography was rubbish. You shouldn't hire. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's that, would, that would have been me. <laughs> <laughs> would have I learned? Don't put your would foot have. in it. <laughs> no, hundred percent. Thank you so much. Thanks, sausage. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Ins and Outs podcast. Please leave us a five star rating and review on iTunes. Subscribe, share with your friends and family, and also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We out. Peace.